God's sake, Kevin, why are you nervous? It's just Mr. Ailish. You have to do just wipe the bloody ball. Right, here they are now, just stay calm. Hey, Kevin, how you doing there, pal? Uh, fellas, this is Kevin. Ke Kevin, which uh, which department are you sitting there, fella? Uh, okay, no bother. Anyway, shall I uh, shall I kick things off? Shall I? I'll, uh, I'll fizz a poppy right uh, right down the down the fairway there. Right, watch this, lads. You're far too kind, fellas. Uh, Kev, you're up, pal. Get yourself on the grandstand. Um. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank thanks very much, Mr. Ailish. Okay, Kev, just, just relax. Look, just look at the back of the ball. Remember that. Always look at the back of the ball. The grass looks slightly wet. I wonder if I should take that into... Just relax your muscles. Just relax your muscles. Why aren't you breathing? Gotta breathe. Hey, Paul, quick one before you, you, you spank that one. Um, what's your handicap there? And uh, are you right to play Stapleford on this? Whoa, let's let's slow down and hold that right there. How am I supposed to play golf with the high ballers of my company securing that promotion? If I don't know how to score in golf, Stapleford, what on earth is that? Let's get jumped in. It's Kev on Earth. It's Kevin You've on Earth. You've got to figure things out sometimes on your own. It's Kev on Earth. It's Kev on Earth. It's Kev on Earth. Golf. The best way to spoil a good walk. Winston Churchill said that. I say it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. And I've got bigger teeth than you two. That was me quoting a Dog from a, a film called Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, a late 90s London gangster film, um, who within it is quoting Winston Churchill. It's a quote within a quote. Complicated. Golf is simpler. In short, you're walking around, hitting a ball with a piece of iron, and each time you swing at that ball, it counts as a shot. You celebrate it. You get excited by it when that little ball goes into a hole. When you think about it, though, I mean, it's a, it's a remarkable achievement. You're hitting a small white ball, can be up to 500 yards or so, into a hole only slightly bigger. It ain't easy. But let's start with the, with the simple stuff. What is a handicap? Well, all we need to know is that it's a great leveller. It allows you, Mr or Mrs Average, to play with Tiger Woods. Better players are the one with lower handicaps because they play on average a fewer amount of strokes than players with higher handicaps who would play more strokes. Each hole on a course will have a par. Now, a par is a number of strokes, which is an indicator of what a very proficient golfer should be whacking about on that hole. Usually, it falls between three or five, the par, so three or five strokes. And across the course, generally, the total par will be around 72, something like that, on average. Pars ain't easy. They're not even remotely easy. The pros you see on the box will be hitting well under par. Now... I imagine there's some experienced golfers listening and thinking, Kev, I know all this stuff, but just hold your horses. Because if you're experienced or unexperienced, it's important we get this terminology right. And I guarantee you there's still a few things you don't know. But let's start with par. As discussed, this is hitting the mark on each hole. The name par derived from the stock exchange, where something could be above or below its par figure. I imagine this golf is usually played by the wealthy and the wealthy generally seem to like the stock exchange. That's how it came across. We also have bogey. Now, this is when you are one over par. Bogey is a very odd word, don't you think? Well, the reason it came about 
was that in 1890 at Great Yarmouth Golf Club, a Mr. C.A. Wellman, uh, in his typical Charles fashion, was ro- was roasting one of the other players in the club to his mate, Dr. Brown. As he leant over a, a nut brown IPA, he said, Oi, Doc, this player of yours is a real bogeyman. Now, a bogle was a Scottish term for a goblin as far back as the 16th century, and the term bogeyman was a widely used term for a goblin or a devil. He was he was calling him a little devil for his for his bad golf. Now, golfers of the time took up this terminology and they considered that they were playing Mr. Bogey when measuring themselves against the bogey score. Thus, the term was coined. Straight above that, a two over par is then just called a double bogey. Now, if we start looking below par, uh, we can start off with one below par which is called a birdie. Uh, that name comes from the early 20th century American slang term, bird. And that means anything excellent. And a birdie is excellent. Two below par, so one below birdie, is an eagle. Uh, this was just an extension of the theme of birds, to be honest with you. And um, as Americans like eagles, it seemed like a natural fit. Below that, so three under par, is an albatross. Again, Just another bird theme, um, but not this time by the Americans, but by the British. And so it was chosen because it's a it's a rare bird. Um, And so is hitting three under par. Okay, now let's look at the three main formats for scoring in golf. First of all, medal or stroke play. Now, it doesn't get simpler than this when it comes to scoring in golf. Literally, all you have to do is keep track of the total number of shots you have taken on each hole. At the end of the round and the, the long stroll you've just taken, you just take your gross score. And by gross, I mean what you did in total. How many strokes did you take? To then work out your net, all you'd do is you'd take your handicap and you'd subtract it from your gross. The winner is the player with the lowest net score if you're playing with handicaps. It's a simple format, but it's difficult on a course. It's difficult for beginners because if you have an absolutely disastrous hole, it can ruin an otherwise decent scorecard. So if you're going to use medal or stroke play, be careful. One bad hole can really do you in. Next up, let's look at match play. Match play in the golfing world is where you'll find two golfers competing head-to-head against each other. The deal here is not to eke out the lowest score, but simply to try to win or not lose more holes than your opponent. So as you and your buddy move around the course, after each hole, you compare scores and then the one with the lowest nabs the hole. If you draw, then no one gets a point. A winner is decided when the leader in holes has a lead that is so great that it would be mathematically impossible to win enough holes for his competitor to get a draw. Depending on how poor you've been during the round will depend how quickly you are beaten. Now you can play this with or without your handicaps. Without is easy, as we just chatted through, you just, you just compare your, your holes by holes and that's that. But if you're playing with handicaps at the start of the round, the golfers would declare it and the difference between those would be calculated. The golfer with the highest handicap would then be awarded an extra stroke on as many holes as that calculated difference number. Okay, let's, let's throw that one an example because it is slightly complicated. Let's say we have two fellas, one called Titus and one called Bill. Now, these two are famous for being competitive. They're also famous because they don't like each other. There's no love loss there. And the reason for that, Bill's fairly certain Titus has been around the houses with his missus. So they decide to get together to play a game of golf. 
Titus declares a handicap of five and Bill declares a handicap of 10. That means a difference of five. That means Bill will be given five free strokes on holes with the five highest most difficulty ratings. Those difficulty ratings are known as indexes. So on any of these hardest holes, if Bill hits a four and so does Titus, Bill would win as he gets a free shot on these due to having that higher handicap. Therefore, Bill wins the hole. But Titus can still win the match and possibly Bill's wife in the long run. Now, the match playing scoring format is a goodie. It works particularly well in tournaments. It's also a favourite as it's forgiving, unlike what we saw with medal or stroke play, because it doesn't punish you if you have a bad hole. All you have to do is, is pick up your ball and look onto the next hole without too much damage done. Last but not least, uh, the final format for scoring that we're looking at is Stapleford. This can be done with or without handicaps. Now, unlike the previous scoring systems, which had names which made some sense, Stapleford just sounds random. Well, the reason it's called Stapleford is because another doctor playing golf, this time a Dr. Frank Barney Gorton Stapleford, came up with it in the 1800s. He did it to help other golfers, kind bloke, but also probably himself, so that he didn't have to give up quickly if he was having a bad start to his round. So even those having horrendous holes where you're all over the place won't ruin the fun for the rest of the round. It's, it's beautiful work, Doc. So in this one, golfers try to accumulate the most points as they possibly can during the round. This time, higher score wins. Now, don't expect to remember these, but the points are awarded as so. For a double bogey, you'd get minus three points. For a bogey, you get minus one. For par, you'd get flat. For birdie, you'd get plus two points. For eagle, you'd get plus five points. For albatross, you'd get plus eight points. So as you knock around the course after each hole, each player converts his score to points according to the scoring system we just ran through. Now, there's loads of apps that do this automatically, but I must say it's always a great look when you have your, your pen and paper back in the buggy and you're working it out. It just looks great. Either way, at the end of the round, you just, you just tally your points up and highest points wins. So much like the other formats we've discussed today, it's usually done with handicaps in mind. To equal out those poor players, to layer them up with a good. So how does that look like? Let's say you're a 10 handicap golfer. Well, on the number one to 10 index holes, which mean the hardest holes on the course, as detailed by your scorecard as discussed, you would bring in your handicap. So because your handicap is 10 on the 10 hardest holes, you get a stroke for free. If your handicap was 12, you'd get strokes on the 12 hardest holes. So if you scored upon any of those holes, for example, you'd actually take a birdie instead. You are given a shot. If you're playing a hole where you don't get this three stroke, you will not get this subtraction on the score. So your par just remains a par. In cases where your handicap is over 18, like yours truly, Kev, there would be certain holes where you can subtract two strokes. This gives you a higher chance of a higher score because you get more points. And that's the Stapleford format. So we, we've covered off the three major formats. What I, what I particularly like about the Stapleford is that it's a format that encourages you to, to really go for it, which is exactly what I'm about to do in front of Mr. Ailish and Co. Yeah, Stapleford suits me, Mr. Ailish. Ah, good man, Kevin. Don't worry about the Mr. Ailish stuff there. Just call me Spliff, Kev. Now, far away. Right, come on, Kev. Let's show him what I've got. Eyes oh, back of the ball. Let's fly. Four! All right! Four left! 
Oh well. Well, thanks very much for joining me. Uh, there's the free golfing formats for you uh, in terms of scoring. As always, a, a complicated problem made uncomplicated. Do your best uh, to give me five stars and uh, catch you next time. Cheers.